Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Highest Aspirations, an education podcast that focuses on topics related to English language learners and how we can make a greater impact. Highest Aspirations is brought to you by Elevation Education, your partner for ELL program management and instruction. My name is Steve Sophronis, and I am proud to be the host of Highest Aspirations. This episode is part of our special Look for the Helper series. Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers Neighborhood offered some relevant advice for navigating difficult times like these. He said, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. The ELL community is full of helpers, and we are proud to amplify their voices as we face the reality of long-term school closures as a result of the COVID-19 outbreak. We are committed to keeping you informed and inspired with resources to help you support your English learners. We are stronger together. So if you'd like to share your ideas, inspiration, or simply share your voice, our doors are always open. Just go to bit.ly slash ellhelper to learn more. That's bit.ly slash capital E, capital L, capital L, capital H, E-L-P-E-R. You'll find that link in our show notes as well. Hugo Cancel, thank you so much for joining us on our Look for the Helper series of the Highest Aspirations podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Um, my colleague, Manny uh, Rionda, came across an article um, about you, uh, which was um, Influencer uh, of the Week at Spring Lake Elementary. I read the article. Um, I was really inspired um, and uh, wanted to kind of get in touch with you about not only sort of you know, your experience uh, before this whole thing happened, but what you're doing um, to support your students now, um, which is obviously a very challenging time. Of course. So what I do in the school is that I support teachers. I work as a paraprofessional. So I work into interventions, reading interventions with students that are struggling or that are new to the country who do not speak the language at all, mostly Spanish speakers. And I teach them the language, how to read, how to speak, how to write. And yeah, that's what I do in the school. Yeah, and I'll just I, I just want to uh, read a quote from the article because I think it's it's really it's really well done. It said uh, he is the definition of an overcomer, not letting the language barrier stop him from reaching his goals and instilling this belief in our students. I do staff shoutouts at the start of every faculty meeting, and he has always shouted out. Teachers are so grateful for his support. So, congrats on that really nice accolade. Um, that's I'm sure well deserved. So. Given all that and given the support that you've been providing with teachers uh, and that's obviously been well appreciated, what are what are some of the biggest challenges that you're seeing now uh, in terms of you doing your job supporting these students as a result of these school closures? Yes, well, now the most most challenging part is the newcomers, the ones that do not speak English at all or are learning because they need to listen to the English language so they can learn it right so what the district is doing is they are sending paper-based packets to the home address but the problem is that they need to listen so what I have been doing is I networked through all of them finding their phone numbers or the, the parents phone numbers so I can communicate with the families and let them know that I'm here when for where for whatever they need um, with the packets they've been sent home and yesterday I came across the idea that I could record from Zoom. I can record lessons from Zoom with, uh, with the screen share. 
and I have access to the documents that they have been sent home. So I have been recording lessons and uploading them to YouTube because YouTube has the option that only people with the link can view the video. Mm-hmm. So I sent them the link directly so they can have a reference to what the words are 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 saying, how to read them, how to pronounce them, and actually help them through the comprehension process, reading process, and it definitely has been challenging. Yeah, that's amazing though. I mean, what you're doing, because like, you're, you're speaking for, I think, a lot of districts and a lot of schools that have students who are have varying degrees of access to internet. So, you know, online learning is very challenging and not very equitable. And so, you know, your school, like many others, is relying on the mail to get packets yeah. out to students. But your particular challenge is, well, these these kids need to be able to to listen to the language, um, to understand it, to comprehend it. And so you came up with the idea um, of creating these videos. Now, how are students, are, are all students able to access these videos on some kind of device? Or are you finding that that's still challenging for some? It is challenging because most of them, or almost none, don't have a computer or, right. or Wi-Fi. They rely on their phone or their parents' phones with their data. So we're still finding ways to be like short videos so they don't consume that much data so that parents can watch them on their phones through YouTube, but yeah, it's definitely a challenge. And I'm sure that, you know, you mentioned earlier that you got, you sort of did some networking, got all the phone numbers of the families and got in touch with them. Um, That certainly must help uh, in terms of them, you know, wanting to kind of share their devices or use some of their data uh, to make sure that their students have access to the the work they need. Because without that family connection, that family engagement piece, Mm -hmm. it would be probably hard to accomplish that. Am I right? That's that's true, actually. And yeah, most of them um, live nearby their neighbors or they have at least I work with fifth and fourth grade and some have students in both grades so they can definitely share those videos. And with even with their neighbors, yeah, they can network with each other and help each other. That's that's awesome. And they're actually doing them, doing it because I have um, two families that are neighbors that are constantly um, texting me, calling me for help, and they are working together to overcome this situation. Yeah, and what you just brought up is, is I think, important. It's not only the power of the school, but the power of the community. And I'm sure the fact that you're in the community and a member of the community is quite helpful as well. Yes, yes. Definitely. So, you know, you're, it sounds like you're clearly uh, either sort of individually or as a school or as a team, you're, you're sort of trying to figure out what the best way is to um, continue educating these students, to continue, um, you know, making sure that their needs are being met both educationally and in other ways. Um, and you're adapting to this challenging environment by sort of creating these YouTube videos now or these videos on Zoom that you're uploading to YouTube what what are you as we kind of think about the probably the fact that schools are going to be closed for a long time quite possibly the rest of the academic year 
what are you preparing for now in terms of um, how to continue reaching these students and their families? Well, I hope that they are still responsive um, from from here to two weeks ago, two weeks um, later, maybe um, two weeks from here. They are still responsive, as responsive as I'm sorry, as responsive as they have been for the past week. And right now, they are at home. They are maybe losing some of their meals. I have been. Um, constantly telling them what schools are offering the free grab and goes so they can go with their parents and take their meals and also phone apps that they, that they can use to make delivery services to their houses so they can have this this need met yeah and, and I mean and so we're talking about you know sort of basic needs and making sure that they know you know where they can pick up the food and where they can get food so your district like many others is offering like you said grab and go service from schools yes that's right and that's really shining a light i think on a lot of the um the equity issues that uh, people don't necessarily know about i mean schools provide a lot more than just academics they're providing food and basic services to a lot of different families so that kind of leads me to my next question, which is like, what, what kind of equity issues, if any, are you observing as this whole pandemic and school closures um, unfolds? Well, it is definitely that. I mean, um, these kids come from families that are struggling already. And now with all of these stay-at-home orders, they would have to struggle even more. Parents have to go to work because that is the only way that they can um, provide to their households. And some of these students may stay at home without their meals or, or the help that they may get from their parents. And yeah, it's the, the privilege that we have that they don't of having somewhere safe to stay that is the biggest challenge that my students at least are facing and i know that many others are facing too yeah you're absolutely right i mean it, it, you know the school is a safe place for a lot of these students um it's a predictable place and people like you i know for sure are are so important in their lives which is why i think it's so important what you're doing to let them, to connect with them, to engage with their families, to make sure that they know, you know, where they can access the basic needs that they, that they have. Um, and I think, I think if, if there's a good thing that's coming out of all of this, it is that a lot of people who didn't know that schools are providing so many of these services are now really acutely aware of it. And I'm curious if you were to kind of think six to 12 months from now, and maybe this hopefully this whole thing is behind us and kids are back in school and we're kind of back to, you know, normal for lack of a better term. What do you hope that we will have learned and applied um, after all of this is over? To know these students, to, to get to know their families and what their needs are. And this online and distance learning does unfortunately does not work for all in the same way so we need to be more present 
we need to be more um, aware of what these families are going through so we can help them better. And yeah, um, that would be it. Yeah, you, you, I think I couldn't agree more. And I've heard this from, from so many people. Knowing these students for who they are, understanding their families, connecting with them, because um, it's really, really hard to not be equitable with students yes. when you get to know them well. And when you understand that everybody deserves the right to a quality education and everybody deserves the right to uh, a stable life, particularly at times like these. And unfortunately, what we're seeing now is that, you know, those gaps in, in equity are are, are we're, we're going to have to confront them. Um, and so hopefully yes. this will help us get to know people better and, and, and close some of those gaps. Yes. And at least my students are receiving different, differentiated education since they're being, um, they're being sent um, ELL packets, English language learners packet, not mm -hmm. the regular grade packet. So I'm grateful for that. And I have been helping them with that also. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm sure I speak for all of them when I say that um, that they're lucky to have you. And we, you know, on behalf of all of us here at Elevation and in the ELL community, you know, we, we really appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, and from my perspective, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story. I'm sure that there are many who will be inspired um, by what you've done. And we'll share that article in the show notes as well so folks can read about the great work that you're doing. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for all. Thanks for listening to Highest Aspirations. If you liked our show, please be sure to join the ELL community at elevationeducation.com slash ELL community, where you'll find all the episodes of Highest Aspirations and other resources to help educators maximize the impact on their English language learners. Also, let us know how we're doing by writing a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts.